This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. Why do you read the Bible? Is it because you want to learn more? Is it to check off a list? Is it to soothe a guilty conscience or to accrue more knowledge? People read the Bible for a multiplicity of reasons, but as we'll learn on today's podcast, the secret to why you read the Bible just might be affecting how consistently you will read the Bible. So what's the secret? Well, we'll find out today as we dive into the longest chapter in all of God's Word, Psalm 119. Verses 33 through 35 of Psalm 119 reads, Teach me, Lord, the meaning of your statutes, and I will always keep them. Help me understand your instruction, and I will obey it and follow it with all my heart. Help me stay on the path of your commands, for I take pleasure in it. Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in all of the Bible. While we don't know for sure who wrote it, based on the stage of Hebrew writing, there is good evidence to believe that it was written during the Second Temple Period. This was the temple that was constructed by Zerubbabel just a few chapters ago in our study. The writer of Psalm 119 had to be very skilled in the law. He was likely a priest who both knew and adored the law of God. In 176 verses, God's word is mentioned 173 times. It's also highly organized, with every section of the chapter organized to form an acrostic of the Hebrew alphabet. This format means that the first letter of each section or stanza was the following letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Given the author's passion for the Word of God, his organization of the material, and the time that he lived, there is probable reason to believe that the chapter could have been composed by Ezra himself. Remember that Ezra was a direct descendant of the high priest. He was a scribe, perhaps the most knowledgeable scribe of the period. The king had entrusted him with rebuilding the legal infrastructure of Judah. As evidenced by chapter 7 of verse 10 of Ezra, he had a deep love for God's word. For Ezra had set his heart, that is resolved, to study and interpret the law of the Lord and to practice it and teach his statutes and ordinances in Israel. Ezra chapter 7 verse 10. The task the scribe had been commissioned with was immense. The pagan king Artaxerxes had authorized Ezra to return to Judah and to construct a penal code from the law of God, that is, the Torah, which was to be the law among the Jewish people in accordance with the law of the Medo-Persians. 
This job would require Ezra to be a legal expert on the religious code of Judaism, as prescribed in the books of the Law of Moses. What better way to begin this process than to draft a prologue of sorts under the auspices of the Holy Spirit that extolled the wonders and the joy of following God's law? He was then supposed to enforce this law, raising up judges who would adjudicate compliance with these laws under penalty of imprisonment, confiscation of property, even corporal punishment. This task was what Ezra had been commissioned to accomplish. And so it stands to reason that his deep love and his study of God's word would shine through in these verses. Just a cursory reading of this psalm displays how deeply his heart was tethered to the word of God. For the whole chapter, he expresses his desperate dependence on and hunger for God's word. He also is quick to highlight the Lord's need to help him to understand it and to obey it. Now, a lot is riding on his understanding of these verses, not merely for his own conduct, though he did practice it himself, but also for the people around him. Ezra was establishing laws and statutes that grew from this understanding. These scribes would become the ruling class of Israel in the days to come as they interpreted the law of God, which was the underpinning of their entire society. The Pharisees and the Sadducees both traced their roots to Ezra and his leadership and the judges that he appointed. Ezra comes to the word of God knowing how deeply he needs it and how desperately his people need it. John Barnett writes, Ezra faced a worldly congregation soaked in all the worldly ways of Babylon and Persia. What was his plan to bring about lasting change in those he served? He started with his own life. He learned to point his heart frequently towards obeying God's word. He asked the Lord to help him to understand it so that he could obey it. Now, I wonder if this is why we struggle to read and understand God's Word. Because how we approach this book is going to determine how much of it we understand and how much of it we obey. One of the biggest obstacles I hear from people who struggle to study God's Word is that they don't understand it. This complaint is one of the reasons why we created this podcast. It's why we provided a timeline and videos and other resources to help you understand. But that understanding should not come from a desire for just more knowledge or to shed yourself of some residual guilt for not having studied God's word. It must come from a heart that longs to know and obey Jesus. Obedience must be the driving motivation behind understanding. Just consider Moses' words to Joshua in Joshua 1.9. As Moses commissioned the young leader to lead God's people into the promised land, he told him, This book of the law should not depart out of your mouth, but you must meditate on it day and night. Why? So that you may do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. 
Success, in God's mind, is obedience. But obedience requires meditation. It is the reason why we study God's Word. Because if we come to God's Word with a cursory desire to merely learn more, we may give up when we don't feel like we hear or understand what is being said. But if our motivation is, God, I want to know you more. I want to know how to obey you better. I want to live my life following your will. It will often incite a more profound desire in our spirit to learn and grow. Now, what if we came to the word of God with such a hunger? What if we approached the word not out of duty, but out of delight, desperation even? God, I know you want me to know you more, and I want to do that. I want to do what you want me to do. What if I came to the Word every morning and said, God, help me understand this so that I can obey you more fully? What if we studied the Word with such a hunger for God that nothing else mattered to us? that we were laser-focused in our time in God's Word on doing what God says for us to do no matter what. You know, if you study what God is doing around the world through disciple-making movements in Pakistan and in Central America and in China and in India and in other places in Africa, you will find that the primary focus of reading and studying God's Word is not knowledge-based. It is obedience-based. People study the Word for the purpose of obeying it. But somehow, in America, we get so laser-focused on the need for knowledge that we often ignore the premium that God places on obedience in studying His Word. God wants us to read and to meditate on his word for the purpose of obeying. Ezra saturated his life in this, and we should do that as well. So God, help us be filled with your word and yet hungry for it. Help it to be the delight of our soul. Help us to be so committed to your word that nothing stops us from consuming it. And as we do, may we understand it more and more for the purpose of fully obeying you and having our lives governed by its precepts. In your name, amen. Thanks for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Join us again tomorrow as together we help you learn to read your Bible.